Welcome to the Forward Healing Project. This is a weekly podcast where we acknowledge the challenges and grief experienced with infertility and miscarriage. Through honest and real talk, we will share stories, explore emotions, and seek healing by reclaiming, redefining, and renewing what it means to heal a hopeful heart. Welcome to the Forward Healing Project podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Allen. I am humbled and honored to be a part of your journey and grateful that you're a part of mine. If you're not already following me on Instagram, I'm at Forward Healing Project and also Healing Hopeful Hearts. The Forward Healing Project is also on Twitter, and you can listen to past episodes on any podcast platform you subscribe with, and any shares and ratings are always appreciated. Today's episode is about relating to others, fitting in, and belonging. This is a topic I've wanted to talk about for some time now. It's something I've experienced often, and I assume many of you have as well. How many times have you been in a situation where the very first question asked of you is, do you have kids? Then everyone starts talking about their kids, and you're left there sitting awkward and uncomfortable, waiting for an in to be a part of the conversation. You're standing there feeling the awkwardness creeping in and it feels like everyone is jumping double touch rope and you're just waiting for the moment that you can jump in and all the time praying that someone changes the subject but they don't so you're the odd man or woman out and it becomes obvious that you are not in the discussion and it either gets awkward or you're completely shut out of the conversation I used to try to tell relatable stories about my dogs. And while there's some comparisons that hold true, I was also aware that I was comparing children to dogs. And I thought, what are you doing? I have grown to be able to just listen and when appropriate, share parts of my own story. But it takes a lot of work to get to that place. We are never far from this encounter. It happens all the time. It happens at parties church functions, work chatter, family gatherings. When the question comes up, do you have kids? And I have come to expect it in almost every conversation with a group that doesn't know me or with people that are new to a group that I'm in, or I don't know, even strangers at the airport, which I never understood. I'm like, you don't even know my name, but you're going to ask me if I've reproduced? Anyway, no matter when or where it happens, I suddenly became painfully aware I can't relate to this person in front of me and they can't relate to me. It's never not uncomfortable on some level. And I struggle still every time because we want to be included. We all want to relate to the people in front of us. We seek something, anything to have in common because we want to relate to each other. I guess that's why people ask, do you have kids? I was at a church function not too long ago and I was at a table with about five other women and the very first question was, do you have children? Granted, I probably should have expected it sitting in a Catholic parish, but first, when did this become the first question we ask people? But my annoyance with that aside, back to that table, I sat there listening for 20 minutes about everyone's kids and I get it. I do. I want people to make their kids the center of their world. 
I want people to adore their children and want to share their kids' stories because they're proud. I want that because the alternative to that, it's unfathomable. Yet it makes those of us that are childless feel like we can't relate, that our stories don't matter, that we are not whole and may never be. I was also recently at a meeting. I'm a CCD teacher, and we had a new school year meeting for CCD teachers, and everyone was asked to say who they were and a little bit about themselves. Naturally so. Every single person there talked for several minutes about their children, how many they had, how old they were, and what grade they were in. And that led to a few cross-table interactions, as people would say, oh, I remember your middle child when I taught fourth grade. It was really sweet, and I know the moms were having fun, but I couldn't relate. And it was going to be obvious when it was my turn that I was different. And the sense of dread crept in as I frantically jotted down bullet points of things I could say to divert everyone's attention to the fact that I was the only one in that room that was different from the rest. Unfortunately, I had several people go ahead of me, so I had plenty of time to come up with my story that did not involve listing my children's names and ages. But I still panicked, and I basically gave a two-minute overview of my professional resume. I mean, what else was I going to share in that moment? And again, I was reminded. I was different. I didn't have five kids that everyone remembers from kindergarten. When we have family and friends gathering... Even still, I tend to eventually gravitate to the men's side of the conversation because they rarely talk about kids, or at least it's limited and not hours on end as it can be with some circles of women. And honestly, I'd rather listen to a bunch of guys talk about sports that I don't understand than be the only woman in the group with nothing to contribute to the conversation. It's been safer for my heart. No matter where I go, If there's an encounter with someone new within the first few moments, the question comes up, do you have kids? And I know in that moment, my ability to relate to the person in front of me and them to me is lessened, at least until we get past the kids part. No one likes to be different. No one likes to be the one that can't participate in a conversation. As I get older, I have a new appreciation for my childless friends because I know I'm not going to be pushed into a conversation that talks about their children or pushed out of a conversation or talked around due to my lack of ability to have children. I know people don't mean it. I know not everything is about me. But man, it is a punch in the gut when you cannot relate and people can't relate to you, even for the briefest of moments. Because we want to be known. And being different can feel like you are not being understood. And often it can mean that as well. And that's the crux of it, isn't it? This cross we have as ones with infertility, ones that are childless, we're different. And when you're different, you struggle to relate. And when you struggle to relate, you can struggle to feel included. And that's all we want. That's all any of us want, to be included. We want to fit in. We want to be able to relate to others. And when you're so different, when you have this thing that makes you profoundly different, you can't fit in. No matter how hard you try to force yourself into the conversations, 
you're never going to smoothly fit into that fold. I feel this often and deeply. It's gotten a little better over the years, but it still happens. But here, we want to focus on forward healing in each turn. So I'm going to share something I recently came across that I think can go a long way in regards to our healing. Brene Brown, some of you might be familiar with her work, is a professor, author, and shame researcher. And she's talked about the difference between fitting in and belonging. She says that fitting in is about assessing a situation and becoming who you need to be to be accepted. Belonging, on the other hand, doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are. This really struck me from a healing standpoint. Because when we are in a situation where we feel like we have nothing to contribute because everyone else is talking about their kids, we feel deep pain. Because in that moment, we do not fit in. We can't fit in. And we know it. And everyone around us knows it. We desire to fit in. And we do exactly what Brene Brown says. We assess the situation and try to be who we need to be in order to be accepted, in order to fit in. We long to fit in. But it feels like a losing situation, right? We can't fit in because we don't have kids. But we still long desperately to fit in, even knowing we don't. And it is a losing situation because we're not seeking belonging in those moments. We're seeking the shallow version. We're seeking to fit in. We wait looking for our chance to jump into the conversation so we can show everyone there we are not so different. We want to be seen in those moments. We try to carry the conversation in a new direction and maybe we overcompensate with a funny story or share a friend's story or talk about a niece or nephew. Maybe we tell people about our successes or an amazing vacation story. We try anything to fit in. We want to be a part of that conversation. But what we should be seeking is to belong. And as Brene says, belonging requires us to be who we are. That's all we want in those moments. Well, we want to be somebody with children. But at the core, we want to feel like we are enough, that our lives are enough, that our stories are enough to make us relatable. Even if we cannot share stories of children, and even if we don't have all we want. Brene Brown also says that owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. I'm going to say that again. Owning our stories and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. And that's what we need to do in those moments. The moments when we want to run and hide and shrink away We need to own our stories and love ourselves because of them, not feel rejected because of them. I'm not saying we have to shout it out to the room or give your infertility story to random strangers, but we can know in our hearts that we belong, even if our stories are different, because our stories are different. There's nothing wrong with your story. Your story is beautiful. My story is beautiful. Now, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm still trying to figure out what that all means and what it looks like most of the time. I start to get glimpses of what it means to own my story, to love myself through the process. 
to know I belong because I own my story. I feel it more as I get older and as I do deeper healing work, I feel more comfortable with my story. I find it easier to listen to the other women without wanting to burst into tears or feel like a total pariah. The times I feel guilt, regret, or shame when somebody asks me if I have kids, those are further and further apart. And instead of wanting to shut somebody down for asking me if I have kids, I simply say no. That usually stops the conversation and allows me some time to process. I have found it is, it's almost like some people seek out other people that have kids just so they can talk about their kids because they want to relate. And I realize something. They're trying to fit in. They're not seeking belonging either. It was a powerful realization. Even with the one thing I wanted that they have, often in multitude, even though I felt and feel like the odd man out, these people are no different than me. They're trying to fit in. I think we're afraid to belong for the very reason that it requires us to be who we are. That's slightly terrifying, isn't it? Being who you are. I mean, what does that even mean? But it's a great equalizer for me to realize we don't all have the same story. It just felt like I was the only one whose story was different. It's not true, though. We all have different stories. I think there's incredible power in owning your story. It takes a while, but it's helpful to share your story and share it until you love yourselves through the process. It allows other people to love you in that space as well. And that's a space that allows for belonging. I used to shut myself off to some degree from family and friends that were pregnant because I felt like the instant they announced their pregnancy, our relationship changed. And in some ways that is true. But I've realized over the years that in continuing to share my story with them, even though it felt like now we had this divider between us, it actually made us made me closer to them. Now, it still stings. And as I mentioned, I'm the odd woman out often, and I still feel it. I don't think there will ever come a time when I don't feel that sting. But I do think, as Ms. Brown said, owning your story is the bravest thing that we will ever do. And it takes work, constant self-reminders, a lot of prayer. But I can find belonging in realizing that no one really fits in. But we all belong. Another part of Brene Brown's statement is loving yourself through the process. And it is a process. I'm involved with a lot of ministry work in my parish, so I share my story frequently. And of course, through the podcast and the Healing Hopeful Hearts ministry, I share a lot of my story. That was not something I could have done five years ago. I had to do a lot of healing work, a lot of surrender, a lot of trust in God in order to find a way to love my story. I'm not saying I'm skipping around telling everybody I have infertility with a smile on my face. But I am saying after doing a lot of work with my relationship with God, I was able to love who I was. And that has made me seek belonging and not just fitting in. Now, the temptation to fit in is always there. Because being different is uncomfortable. It stings. Being the one with infertility, the childless one, hurts. Being the one in the circle, at the table, in the room, that can't talk about their kids, 
stings. So of course you want to fit in. You either scrape and claw to fit in and grasp at straws, or you shut down and turn away because it hurts too much to be reminded that you're different and do not fit in. But that is when we need to remember we need to seek to belong, not to fit in. And belonging means telling your story, owning your story, and loving yourself through that process. Seek that. Start with God. Remember, you belong to God. You are his beloved. If you can start there, make belonging to God your anchor, your guide star through the chaos, through the pain then you have a 100% chance of success of achieving that in every other situation because you know that you are his first. Think about that next time you feel pushed out of a conversation. When you feel left out on the fringes, remember that you belong. You belong to God. Depending on where you are on your healing journey, maybe that sounds unobtainable. Maybe it sounds like a platitude. Maybe it sounds desirable, but you're not sure how to achieve that. Just ask. Ask God every day, all day. Ask him to remind you that you are his, that you may not feel like you belong at the table of women with an average of five kids each, but you belong to him. And in belonging to him, you can own your story and love yourself through that process because he loved you first. And then you can belong no matter what table or room you walk into. I'm working on this every day. Most days I believe it. I believe I belong to God and I am his beloved. And as such, I can love my story. I can love my story. And some days I stumble and wobble and crumble. But I'm working on it. And I hope you will too. Oh, Y'all did not think we were getting through another podcast without Merton, did you? No, 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 no. My main man, Merton, said, in No Man is an Island, the real reason why so few men believe in God is that they have ceased to believe that even a God can love them. Oof, I feel that. I have felt that. I didn't know I felt that in the moment, but in the height of my infertility, I lived that every day. And I think I still feel it at times. Why else would we cut ourselves down and beat ourselves up on this journey if we didn't think we were worthy of his love first? But we need to believe God loves us before we can love ourselves through a healing process, through a belonging and owning our own story process. We have to believe that God loves us first. It starts with our relationship with God. You don't have to fit in with God. And you don't have to seek belonging with him because you already belong to him. Use that truth to believe your own. Use that truth to lessen the sting when you don't fit in. Use that truth to seek to belong and to love yourself through the process. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to fit in because we already belong regardless of how messy and jagged your story is. You already belong. I hope this episode brings you some forward healing. I hope you continue to walk with me on this path to healing and join me next week as we continue to explore ways to redefine, reclaim, and renew. 
what it means to have a hopeful heart. I pray for each of you, for your peace of heart and your intentions. I pray for your hope, happiness, and healing. I pray that you can find the strength to invite God into your hearts and know and believe that you belong to Him. I pray you can find healing in knowing His path for you is beautiful and grace-filled, just like your story. Our Lady of Sorrows, Our Lady of Consolation, pray for us.